Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Kathy. Tobin. Guess what's happening? What is happening? We are back. Nancy, season two. The sequel. <laughs> We're a franchise now. Nancy, too fast, too queer, too furious. Uh, Shark Nancy too? I like it. Nancy back in the habit. Nancy in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> My only hope is that we're not as bad as like a straight to VHS Disney sequel, you know, where they don't get any of the original voice actors. Yes. <laughs> Mulan 2. Oh my God. Did you ever see that? Why? First of all, predictable ending. Mm-hmm. Three guys end up with three girls. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Heteronormative. I don't like it whenever there's offspring involved because then it's like, uh, Disney characters had sex. Disney sequels are terrible. Okay. Ugh. This is a bad idea. Nope. Too late. Run the show theme. <laughs> <laughs> From WNYC Studios, this is Nancy. With your hosts, Tobin Lowe and Kathy Tu. Tobin. Yes, Kathy. I think you and I chose podcasting for a reason. I think I know where you're going with this. And that reason is we're not comfortable really in front of people. We're comfortable with our voices. I know. My comfort zone is disembodied voice. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not (laughs) even comfortable with that. Let's be real. Yeah. So very recently, my friend Allie, fellow queer, Uh decided that since it's summer and it's hot outside and I needed to go out and meet more people, Uh more women. Uh Uh-huh that uh, we needed to go to a pool party. No, absolutely not. That's what I thought, too. (laughs) I have been on Instagram and have seen photos of these pool, like adult pool parties Mm -hmm. where everyone is gorgeous Mm -hmm. and there's like bottle service happening. And I feel like for me, swimsuits have always been like a very emotional thing. (laughs) Emotional thing. There's a lot of feelings. Yeah, I too am uncomfortable in a bikini. (laughs) Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who feel similarly weird about swimsuits and showing skin and all of those things. Yes. (laughs) So this pool party I was talking about, I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go. Like, what was it like? Allie and I took two trains, and then we walked for 20 minutes in the dark, very stand-by-me-like, and we arrived at this giant house on Long Island. And when I got there, I thought I would just talk to people about those bathing suit feels. A queer pool party is like the best pool party. Yeah? Yeah. other pool parties. I think it feels like easy to be in a bathing suit and not feel like people are being disgusting around you. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> How would you describe this party? Lit? You know, I might look a little queer, but I'm really just an old school lesbian. And so I have here some gym shorts <laughs> with a uh, swimsuit, you know, bottom underneath, and a sports bra. It's a floral one piece. A friend of mine made it for me. So I like love wearing it everywhere. It is a top that I got at Target and then re-sewed to fit my exceptionally large tits. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything about your body that makes you self-conscious? Everything. <laughs> yeah, like, I've been working on trying to get a six-pack and it's just like, oh, my sister calls it a six-pack of fat that I'm working with here. Ugh. Genitals. That's a big bit of insecurity for me. I have uh, stretch marks on my thighs, and I cover them all the time. But anybody else, I wouldn't, be like, I wouldn't care. Like, if I was seeing them, I'd be like, yes, let me kiss all of those stretch marks. But on me, I'm like, I gotta cover that. 
Yes, I was like the freak that was like hairy with braces, didn't speak English. Oh, braces, mustache, glasses. I, had, was, like, like, ugly, I call it my ugly duckling phase. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, if you don't have an ugly duckling yeah. phase, I kind of don't want to be your friend. Like, yeah, who didn't? They called me Dumbo in school. Baby, oh. your ears are beautiful. I was very well teased. I was oh, very well teased. So I feel like most queers are very well teased. What's your favorite thing about your body? I like a lot of things about my body. I like my my hands because they remind me so much of my family's hands. I love my lips and my legs. Yeah. Um, my collarbones. Are there parts of your body that you love so much? Um, I yeah. think I like my legs. You can't tell yeah, because I'm, I'm wearing like, pants. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Do you feel more comfortable at this pool than other pools? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like at first, I was like, oh. Do I want to go in? Um, do I feel comfortable in this bathing suit? But then also, I'm just like, this is the most accepting community that you could be in. It's just like, you want to meet people? Cool, this is the way to do it. And like, it's not what queer space should be about. Kathy, that sounds really lovely. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. I think you should find a queer men's space or something. Like a queer men's pool party. How about? Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to say no. Tobin, why? <laughs> I have complicated and, let's say, negative associations <laughs> with pool parties. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Okay, so when I think pool parties, my mind goes back to fifth grade uh-huh. when I got invited to, like, a big social hang kind of pool party. Do you remember those? It's like you're all tweens and some popular kid is like, come to my pool, eat pizza, <laughs> don't throw up, please. I've seen this on TV, but I never got to go to those things because, one, my parents wouldn't drive me anywhere, mm-hmm. and two, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> First of all, I apologize. <laughs> I guess what I would say is, like, this is a thing that can be a big deal at that age because you're sort of all running around, and it can be very intimidating because you're just starting to, like, think about your body. You're starting mm-hmm. to enter that part of teenage years where it can get really hard. But, like, were you thinking about, like, I don't know, running around kissing a girl or a guy or something? No. Well, I mean, that scared me, too. (laughs) Okay. But the thing by far that scared me the most was the idea of having to take my shirt off in front of other people. Growing up, I was always overweight. I had the kind of cheeks adults like to pinch and the kind of shape that kids like to make fun of. So when it came to my body, I developed strategies. Like if I got invited to play soccer at recess, I'd volunteer to be the referee so I wouldn't have to run or jump in front of anyone and face the inevitable ridicule. I developed a self-deprecating sense of humor. There was no fat joke you could make that I hadn't already made about myself. And when faced with having to dive into a pool or go to the beach, I pulled the old keep-my-shirt-on-in-the-water trick. Which is basically what I did the entirety of that pool party. What little time I spent in the water, I kept my shirt on. The rest of the time I ate snacks or played games on the lawn, I had terrestrial fun. But as I watched the other boys at the party, the thinner boys, walking around shirtless with a confidence I didn't have, I felt jealous. 
I imagined a line that divided them and me. We were not the same. When I got in my parents' car at the end of the night, I felt relief. I had successfully avoided showing my body. Back then, I used to tell myself that it wouldn't always be this way, that I would eventually figure out the secret to being more confident in my body. Turns out, I was really fucking wrong. <sighs> okay. It's good to see you. It's really good to see you, too. It's been a really long time. Yeah. This is Sabri. He's a friend and former coworker. I used to be his intern. Best one there ever was. No, but for real. One, one of absolutely <laughs> the best. Uh, so basically, I'm working on a story about how uh, I hate my body, always have. Hmm. And one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because I think if I were to imagine what my perfect body would look like or the body I imagine I would have and feel okay about it or good about it, it is uh, it is your body, Sabri. <laughs> okay. Um... I think, thank you. I think that's nice. But that's also, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me back up here. Sabri and I have been friends for a couple of years, and in those years, I started following him on Instagram. Typically, you don't see your coworkers shirtless, but on Instagram, Sabri would post pictures of whatever he'd been up to. And whereas my Instagram photos tend to be shoulder up, his... I would say, are torso-inclusive. He has a Superman body. Broad, muscular chest, built shoulders, thick arms, and the fucking V. You know what I'm talking about. I'd scroll through and see Sabri and a similarly muscular group of gay men on a boat, on a hike, next to a volcano. They just seemed so comfortable with their shirts off. And the second I saw their bodies, compared to mine, I did the thing I've been doing for the last 30 years. You're having some thoughts or feelings. Well, um, I guess I have a, f a few thoughts. One is that whatever one might think about um, my body, when I go to the gym, there's a whole bunch of guys who I look at and I was like, oh my God, I wish I had their body. Like, I wish, you know, uh, I were bigger or gosh, those guys' shoulders are bigger or like, oh my gosh, his ass is like, per you know, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. Do you think of yourself as somebody who is, like, in shape? Um, I mean, I think I'm somewhat in shape. I mean, that's different because, I mean, I, I okay, I do have some muscles, but they are largely, like, vanity-based, and I probably could not survive in the wild. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would probably get out of breath if I had to run, you know, around the block. Why are you thinking about this? Well, I, it's a thing that I feel bad about, which is that, like, you over the years have been very sweet to me and invite me to a lot of things, like pool parties and, and all of that. And if I'm being totally honest, um, because I follow you on Instagram, I have tended to say no and made up an excuse. But the actual reason is... Um, your friends are very muscular, <laughs> and I'm very self-conscious about it. Um, and I, I don't know. And I know that's my shit. That's not your shit. But that's, like, a thing that I feel very weird about. I don't know. Uh, you know that you are the third friend to say that to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
especially with that pool party that I threw. I feel bad about that. And um, yeah, a bunch of the people who I invited to that party, they were all from my gym, for example. Mm. And, you know, they're, they're largely people I see there the most. And so, yeah, a lot of them are, yeah, have big muscles or whatever. But they're also like, I mean, I don't know them that well. I mean, I like, I know you much better than most of the people. And same for my other friends who said the same thing. And it made me feel bad. It also made me feel like maybe I'm the problem. I don't want you to feel bad in like talking about this. Because I realize it's like a construct that I made in my mind also, right? It was like, it was a barrier that I that I put up. Yeah, I, I get that. It all, I mean... But it also still, like, made me question, like, why did I invite half my gym to this party? I mean, I, I still invited, like, you and people who I know. But, like, why did I also invite half of the effing gym? Like, <laughs> why did I do that? It made me want to step back and think, like, what, what are the processes here implicitly at work? Mm. And are they problematic? Mm. Do you feel like you um, came up with any answers for yourself? Yeah. One is I need to look at my own gaze. Does that make sense? Yes. Like we are super superficial as a people. Okay. <laughs> like we are extremely superficial yeah. in my view. Mm -hmm. So the lesson that I learn is like for all the complaining about superficiality that one does, like, am I doing it? I'll tell you what I'm like oddly comforted by. Uh. I, well, I guess what I feel comforted by is that we're both really awkward talking about our bodies. <laughs> Yeah. Like we both got a little weird about it and a little awkward. And there's something like a little nice knowing that you also. Just as crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell me where we are right now? All right, all right. Um, I am I am James T. Green. I am a queer male, Midwest born and raised. And I'm at Rees Beach right now. It's beautiful. Rees Beach is the historically queer beach down in Queens. Um, I know I was a little cryptic in my request yeah, to were. bring you out here. Yeah. Um, well, first I'm going to do something that, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah. It's <sighs> okay, I am so deeply uncomfortable with my shirt off. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I would bring a, if we're going to talk about body stuff, I thought I would take us to a place where I am deeply uncomfortable. Oh no! Oh no! You look great! You look great! Thank you, James. <laughs> James and I became friends more recently, but I already feel inspired whenever I'm around him. There's a couple reasons. He's proudly bisexual, he has great style, but also... I like to look at myself as like a delightfully doughy person. He is confident as fuck. James is who I think of whenever anyone mentions the words body positivity. I don't have a six pack. I feel like it is like a political act to like walk across the beach in a body of my type and not feel like to hide it. Like I, I walk with my chest out. I walk confidently, I strut. Just even like comfortably like coming here right now and just completely basically disrobing without like a blank took roughly 15 years to get to this point of just like ease. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I remember particularly, it was this very day in fourth grade. It was a rainy day, obviously, in the Midwest, and everyone was taking off their jackets. So I was taking off my pullover jacket, and of course, like with a pullover jacket, you have to remove it over your, over your head. And as I was removing the jacket over my head, it like caught onto my shirt. So of course, my entire body showed to the rest of the classroom. And one of the guys was like, James, he's got titties. It was like that moment particularly when I was like, my body is a problem. When you would diet or when you would try to lose weight, did you have like an ideal body in mind? And do you remember what that body looked like? Wow. <laughs> oh man, this is so embarrassing. My ideal body was the famous Jet Jackson. Oh my God. <laughs> like I saw him and I was like, that is exactly what I want to look like. His body type is like, like imagine if like you're playing a video game and you're creating a player and like the default player pops up in this creative player situation. That is Jet Jackson. It's like, I guess like the perfect body that would blend into the background. Like you're not completely bulk, but then you're not fat. You're like right in the center. And I wanted to be directly in the center. James says he put himself on an intense diet over winter break of his senior year of high school. He also started over-exercising. In just a couple weeks, he went down four shirt sizes and lost six inches off his waist. The pinnacle moment where I felt like I was on the top of my game was we went to Six Flags. And I remember the last time I went to Six Flags, I was bigger. So I could not ride on the Raging Bull. It was this ride, it was like the most popular ride. It just opened up. And I couldn't ride it because I was thick, you know, I was a thick boy. And they, they couldn't um, put the harness past my legs because, you know, they were too big. So I remember particularly feeling so embarrassed because I had to wait on the side for them to ride the Raging Bull and come back. But I went with the same group of friends when I was dinner and I sat down and it went over my thighs. And I remember I, get, I gave the biggest yell. I was like, I'm riding this with y'all. <laughs> and then that day I literally went ham. Like I rode every single ride I could not get on. And I felt like I was amazing, but still I like felt terrible. I mean like, like I would have terrible headaches and like, it's weird. I look back at pictures of that now, and I look at my face, and I realize that, like, I looked malnutritioned. It's like you just see that, like, you weren't bright in the face. But everyone's continually telling you, you look great. You look great. How do you feel about your body now? Ooh, that is a that is a tough question. So, like, I talk so much about, like, being so happy about it. But, like, even as I sit right here and I'm talking to you, I still keep looking at, like, people that pass by. Like, it'll be a brief moment of comparison of like, oh man, that person's like chest looks so much better than mine. If I could wave a wand and you would go back to your thinnest, but also all of the problems that came with it, but you would be at your thinnest again, would you take oh it? Oh my gosh. Um, oh man. Um, every once in a while, goddamn, like I would. And that sucks. And it sucks to say that. I felt like it took years just to get to a point where like I can walk on a beach and like without a blink, take off my pants, take off my shirt and sit and be like, I'm gonna not only be on the beach, but I'm going to eat chips on the beach. 
Last time I was here, I had I took two slices of pizza out of my bag and I ate them with my shirt off. Like you're not you're not catching me pre weight loss journey. Like no. I am where I am. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, why why don't you like your body? Uh, um, I think it's a similar thing to what you were describing, where like you get the messaging very early on that there's something wrong with it, mm-hmm. and then I think especially when. I started to come out and be more involved in gay culture and queer culture. All of the messaging is like, be muscular, Mm -hmm. be white, be hot. And so like, no fats, no femmes, no Asians, no blacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think like, I think there was this assumption that if I could ever get to that, that I would be finally comfortable with myself. Yeah. And since I never have, I've never been comfortable. But, but you look so good. You look so good. This is like, but that's a forgiveness that you give to everyone else but yourself. I like, I think you I look know. great, too. It's like that, that kind of feeling where I think no matter what, you still feel like you're on the sliding scale of people. So I'm, like, here on the beach, and I'm, like, feeling like my best life. And I don't know, maybe there might be somebody who's like, wow, he's like out here. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, I have the best thighs in the world. I think I have the greatest looking thighs. I think my calves are just amazing. I think they're so sexy. Um, And looking at these things, that's like, this is just my body. Should we break into snacks? I think we should. Oh, that was so satisfying sounding. Oh, yeah. Can I ask you what you're wearing? Sure, absolutely. Um, So this is actually, this used to be curtains. Uh, and then it turned into some costumes in college, and now it's just a, a great skirt piece, you know? A really supportive bikini top that actually fits and, like, lifts and separates. Um, for all the men out there, I'm talking about boobs. It's a low-cut short. <laughs> That's a look tight. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, I don't mind keeping some of the sand barrier in place down below. I like to be naked. Yeah, nothing at all. Nancy will be back in a minute. Kathy, I want to tell you about one of my actual favorite podcasts, Las Culturistas. You talk about that show all the time. Yeah, it's like hanging out with your smartest, funnest, most pop culture savvy friends. It's hosted by Bowen Yang, you might know him from SNL or Nora from Queens, and Matt Rogers of Game Show and our cartoon president. Love them. Each week, they interview an amazing guest about the pop culture that shaped their life, and they do this hilarious thing where you can rant about a piece of culture that frustrates you. Mine would be speaking only roles in musicals. <laughs> okay. Episodes are released every Wednesday. Listen and subscribe to Lost Culturistas on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tobin. Kathy. It is so great to be back for a whole new season of Nancy. I am so excited. There's so much stuff that I cannot wait for people to hear. I just feel bad that we, like, can't release it all right now. So let's give everyone a little taste, a sneak peek. Nancy, season two, here we go. 
Yeah, it was my very first scene, and the AD was like, okay, Sarah, this is Kate. Kate, this is Sarah. And in this scene, Kate's going to be going down on you. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, what? They took me to this um, gay bar, and I didn't know what was going on, and I said, there sure are a lot of men here. Yeah, we were walking down the trail, and then we're smoking. Like, yeah, ma'am, transition. I found a man. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you're like, yeah, I'm a man. So we transition into a man. Like, change my name and do testosterone shots. And I was just like, I don't know what's in this weed, bro. Like, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I was never going to make another silly joke. I was never going to pretend I didn't hear the gay slurs. We were one part of a little budding gaggle of gays at the Pentagon. I like um, exercising naked. You're, you're talking like butt naked. Like butt naked. Wow. There's an old song from, from back in the 60s, going to the chapel and you're... I think labels do matter, especially if you're talking to a demographic that might not have heard from, like, a trans person before. They've only seen them as, like, a dead prostitute on, like, SVU or something. We talk about it as, like, dropping the W-bomb. You know, you're dropping off the dry cleaning, my wife will pick it up. I didn't think I'd ever use that word, and then I realized how powerful it was. I am Tyrael, Lord of the Fallen, and I see all. Okay, that's our show. And by the way, the pool party I went to is hosted by the folks at Babetown. Remember, you can always hang out with us on social media. We tweet at Nancy Podcast. We've got a new Instagram, also Nancy Podcast. And obviously, we're on Facebook at, you guessed it, Nancy Podcast. And we're live on Facebook every Monday, talking about the show and hanging out with the coolest queer people we know. Joining us there is like the number one easiest way for you to get some cool Nancy swag for free. They're so cool. You know you want those sweet Nancy pens. Okay, credits. Our producer. Matt Collette. Sound designer. Jeremy Bloom and Isaac Jones. Intern. Caleb Cotting. Editor. Jenny Lawton. Executive producer. Paula Schumann. I'm Kathy Too. I'm Tobin Lowe. And Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios. I burped while you did that, sorry. Can you cut that out? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>